Welcome to part one of what I'm calling my music modernization series of videos. Maybe it might be two, maybe three. I don't know. Let's we'll see how the writing goes. So last week I talked about how the tools you need to make and release music are more accessible than ever. And it's more than likely that if you're releasing music in the year 2020, you're likely going to be releasing that music onto a digital streaming platform. Last week, I briefly mentioned the company Spotify and its streaming services and issues around streaming services that I'm going to be briefly talking about this week. But I promise it will be very informative, I hope. So since I started planning this episode, I've seen a post on social media that's been circulating from the uh, Union of Musicians and Allied Workers. And essentially in this post, they're demanding that Spotify raise their pay rate per stream to one cent a song. We are talking that penny, big boy, fat stacks money. One penny per stream. But let's get into streaming payouts in 2020. What are the big players in the music streaming game paying out to artists like us. All right, so let's start off with Spotify, who currently hold the valuable position of being one of the worst companies in the world. Their payout is currently averaging between uh, one third to one half of a cent, with some people speculating that payouts may even be decreasing based on some artist interviews that I read uh, who saw their streaming payouts actually go down recently. Apple Music on average does a bit better. They pay about three quarters of a penny per stream. So we're getting up there. Amazon pays generally somewhere in between Apple Music and Spotify. It was hard to find like a set number or a set average for Amazon. And Tidal, although it's not nearly as popular as Apple Music or Spotify, currently is one of the best paying streaming services, they pay about a cent and a quarter uh, per stream. And it's important to keep in mind that these numbers that I just threw out there, they're averages. They're not fixed numbers because there are a lot of variables that play into the revenue gained per stream, uh, the area or the country in which the stream took place, whether the user that is, you know, currently streaming your song is a free user or an active subscriber to the service. Currency exchange rates and global averages per stream also play a factor into how much artists are making per stream of a song. And most of the time, that fraction of a penny that an artist is making per stream of one of their songs is often divided even further among various entities in the music industry. So let's say we have 100% of our earnings. And because we're playing, we're playing with Big money, we're playing, playing high stakes. This is gonna represent half a penny. <laughs> well, you know, let's say we get a stream of our song. Well, let's see, the streaming provider is gonna take about 30% of that. So I'd say that's about 30%. And so what we have here is about 0 0.0035 cents uh, left uh, to, have all to ourselves. We can buy that boat that we were wanting to invest in. Okay, and then if you use a distributor, 
especially if you're releasing independently. Some of them don't take cuts, but some of them do. So let's just give our distributor a little, little bite right there. Oh yeah. And then uh, about 50 to 60% of what is now left of our half a penny is gonna go to uh, the record label. And so what we have here, uh, this is gonna be generally split up amongst uh, music publishers that then pay out to songwriters for mechanical royalties and performance royalties. So we'll just split this in half here. Uh, and that's basically a very simplified breakdown of a stream. And so I've completely wrecked that banana's existence to show you that not only do you start off with a fraction of a penny, but what the artist receives is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a penny. So essentially, uh, fuck that bald guy from Sweden, um, and probably fuck a lot of other people too. Uh, I just, the condition of those people's hair is unknown to me. So I won't bring hair into this. See, I, I tricked you. you. You thought that this was a penny, but it's actually my hopes and dreams. So to that, we're gonna add um, a splash of insecurity. We're gonna add a dollop of self-doubt. We're gonna throw in a little bit of uh, stubbornness. Then we're gonna throw in a little sprinkle of negative thoughts. But what about that division of royalty payouts? To dive deeper into that, I'm going to go on a brief tangent about royalties. And this is going to be a brief, brief surface level look at royalties. The best way I could simplify it because this gets complicated very quickly for me, it gets like really confusing sometimes the further I look into it because it just, there's a lot going on. So when a song is written and recorded, there are generally two copyrights associated with the song that royalties are paid on. Those are copyrights associated with the composition of the song, the written song itself, and the recording of said song. Performance royalties are paid out for the public performance of composition. Think your car radio, uh, restaurants and bars when music's playing, uh, Hot Topic. These royalties are collected and distributed by performing rights organizations. Those are BMI, ASCAP, and CSAC. Then there's also Sound Exchange, and Sound Exchange collects digital performance royalties for the non-interactive use of sound recordings through platforms like Pandora Radio and Sirius XM, you know, satellite radio. Non-interactive in this case, meaning that you, the user, don't pick the songs that you're listening to. The songs that play are ones, you know, beyond your control that are presented to you. Master royalties are generally paid out when a master use license is obtained this could be sort of like when you hear a song in commercials or in films, a master use license has to be obtained to use the sound recording itself. That being said, a synchronization license would have to be obtained in the same instance for use of the composition in a commercial or in film. 
uh, and this would pay out a sink royalty. Mechanical royalties originated in 1909, uh, back when piano rolls were a thing, uh, and have applied since to vinyls, CDs, cassettes, um, eight tracks, and now for streaming and digital downloads. Mechanical royalties are paid out for the reproduction of a composition. In the days of physical format music, this would be any time like a CD is printed, there's a statutory rate issued by the government of I think what is currently 9.1 cents. Mechanical royalties are generally paid by mechanical rights organizations. There are two. Uh, the Harry Fox Agency and Music Reports, and then they pay out to publishers, and then publishers, depending on the deal that they have, then pay out to songwriters. And it was because of mechanical royalties that Spotify found themselves in a hot tub of legal issues and lawsuits a few years ago, mainly because Spotify didn't think that they had to pay mechanical royalties. Spotify saw streaming as a performance royalty only as a single instance of a performance of a song, although that performance was, you know, in headphones, rather than a stream being a physical reproduction of a song. Long story short, uh, Spotify had to pay a butt ton of money. So I know that this has been a lot of information crammed into a short couple of minutes, uh, and I hope it's been fun and informative. If it was kind of surface level and quick, uh, that was the intention for this video. Um, like I said, I want to expand upon this more in future videos. Uh, specifically next week, I want to go into some detail on the Music Modernization Act that was passed in 2018, because some of those... Uh, institutions that are going to be put in place are actually going to be taking effect uh, coming up in 2021. And so I want to learn more about that and hopefully share some of that information that I come across with you all. Um, I thank you so much if you kind of stuck with me through this episode and I hope that you'll continue to stick with me through these coming up episodes. I'm going to try to make them as interesting as possible, uh, but also very informative, but presented in a way that will allow, allow you to not only hear my thoughts on the issue, but develop your own thoughts and opinions on these issues that I'm going to be talking about. And hopefully, uh, maybe if one of you watching this becomes some sort of big wig in the music industry, and you remember some of these concepts, then maybe one day you'll be in a position of power to be able to enact change to further help artists and creators. Uh, so thank you again so much. I will see you next week.